you are here on purpose with a purpose by design. Today, I have my dear friend Deidre Calcote as my very special guest. Deidre lives an amazing life. And I say that because she lives her life serving others. And all the things that have happened throughout her life that could have caused her to be bitter or depressed, she has allowed those lemons to be made into lemonade. And today, she is going to pour into you. Yes, into you. You are going to get some gold nuggets from her that are going to bless you and some things that you can use to help others as well. So get out your pad and paper and get ready because Deidre is going to take us to school. Welcome to the show, Deidre. I'm so glad you're here. Yay! So glad to be here. Thank you so much, Pamela. It is a blessing to have you. Now, I have a quote for you. I like to call them empowerment quotes. Mm -hmm. And this one says, create your legacy and pass the baton. Woo! I love that quote. Mm -hmm. And to me, I'm thinking about not just like family, family, but that what I'm doing, what you're doing right now, Deidre, and, and even the topic that you're going to be discussing today, mm -hmm. it, it creates the uh, a way to pass that baton and when we are we don't leave a legacy we live a legacy right yes and then what we are living we're passing the baton right now as we're handing it off to people that that are divinely coming across her path our path and so for me living and leaving a legacy and passing the baton is a powerful statement about how I'm living my life right now. What does that empowerment quote speak to you? Okay, Billie Jean King, let me tell you, I <laughs> went back, yes. But but really, it um, that quote means a lot to me as well. Um, one of the things I have always said to teams that I lead uh, is I'm I'm getting long in the tooth. So learn and and grow from me so that when I'm gone, you won't think about what I should have, what you should have asked, Deidre. And so it means a whole lot to me when I talk about, as you said, not just family, not just leaving other people with some nuggets, but letting people know, I, I get it. You know, life is short. Let's do this now. Let me give you what I have. And it really warms my heart, that quote, because I have um, been blessed with people in my life who will tell me, who have come back after years and said, you told me this, you did this, you said that, and I've never forgotten it. And so to me, that's passing the baton. And it will be a time when I am no longer using my voice to do what I have done. And when that day comes, then I have, I feel fulfilled. Mm -hmm. We call it in my, they call it holding court. So Deidre holds court, which means she's running her mouth too much, you know, as I see it. But it, it's a time when I can talk and, and share my, my growth and share what I know and what I feel and what has been given to me to share. And so 
Pamela, that quote, wow, wow, is massive. I think it's massive too, you know? And I love what you said about holding court. And I think about the old days, like in the old Bible days, how the patriarchs and the matriarchs would like hold court before they would transition out and that they would speak a blessing over all those, their children, family, whoever, people that worked with them, and that they would impart wisdom. They would give instructions. Certain people would be responsible for this and certain people responsible for that. And in essence, they were passing that baton. And as you were speaking about that and talking about holding court, that's immediately what I thought of was that, that the matriarchs and patriarchs of old and how they literally did that and literally passed that baton. And it's an art, isn't it? It's an art. And my, you know, now I'm not a wise one, I don't believe, but I live to laugh. And so when, <laughs> when people, when, when people come around me. <laughs> She's not a wise one, strike it from the record. <laughs> you are very, very wise. And mm. you love to laugh. Okay, keep going. Oh, I love to let, thank you, thank you. And so that's the part I believe people come to me, they would stand in my doorway. And I think the positive uplifting of laughter and smiling really makes people feel warm. I, I had a young man to walk into my office and say, I, it, back then I was Ransom, are you Deidre Ransom? And I'm like, yes, sir. And he said, my dad heard you from the other room and said, go in there. That's Deidre Ransom. I heard her laugh. Aww. You know what? That's the best compliment in my life to me. I mean, if you can, can remember me for my laugh. Wow. Right? Mm. Absolutely. That's huge. And, you know, you said the warm and endearing part. And that is so you. And I know that our audience right now is feeling that from you. And so I could get so carried away and just start blah, 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 and just start having this conversation with you and then forget to properly introduce you. <laughs> and I know everyone would be feeling that warm and endearing uh, warm fuzzies and probably wouldn't even care, but I would care later. So Without any other further ado, I would like you, Miss Deidre, my dear friend, tell us who you are. I am Deidre Calcote, and I am a transformational life coach. And I have decided that my niche is the um, adoption triad. And what I mean by that, and when you see a triangle, it's the child, it's the birth family, and it's the adoptive family. And so I fit into two out of those three categories. I have never been a birth parent. I was not blessed to have a child, but I have a beautiful adopted daughter. And that is very important to me. And so I know this not just from my life, but I also know this from my work. I was a late discovery adoptee. And so I learned after I was an adult that I had been adopted. I didn't know growing up. And so knowing who I am now is very important. And I want to assist and support others to know who they are. I've worked in the behavioral health system. I've worked in child welfare. 
I've worked in the juvenile justice system. I've worked in the developmental disability system. You see, told you I'm getting long in the tooth. And so I feel like those things that I know and I believe that it is the right time, I'm ripe for the picking to support others in those. And I forget sometimes that I've been an administrator in several of those systems. In fact, I was the first African-American uh, administrator over permanency here in Arizona, over the state of Arizona. And what an honor and a blessing that was. And so I can support other administrators who are finding themselves feeling heavy right now. And I call them leaders, a leader in any of those systems who is looking to coach and talk with someone who can support them. I might be the person. Wow. I would say you are the person. That is amazing. Your life experience on top of the wisdom and your willingness to pour back out is fascinating. Fascinating. Not everybody would look at a system like uh, like adoption and, and that you know, I always say when you let God be the compass of your life, he'll take, he'll show, show you due north. He'll point it out to you, right? And when you let him be the compass for your family, he brings you your family and he knows how best to do that. But when it comes to adoption, you have that unique perspective, which really ties in, doesn't it? Yes. All parts of that triangle, all parts and how important all parts are. And I can appreciate, I so appreciate your transparency about that and being willing to, uh, yes, yeah, step into that place and help so many, which kind of brings us up to the topic that's on your heart. And it's a hard topic, but I should say it's a heavy topic, right? It's a heavy topic, but it is huge and needed to be discussed and not just quoted, not just talked about because we're, we quoted at the beginning of this show, the passing of the baton, which means legacies need to be carried forward, right? But in order for a legacy to be carried forward, there needs to be somebody to carry it. Yes. And that brings right up to jumping into your topic for today. And that is suicide prevention. Yes. Man, is that an important aspect of passing the baton? Yes. That knowledge of prevention and that knowledge of awareness. So can you just, you know, just take the stage and run with it and share your knowledge with us? If you don't have paper and pen, you should get it. I've got mine right here. I'll be taking notes. Share and unpack that for us. Sure. So I want to give you a little bit of my history. And that is the person that I will be, the reason that I am a suicide interventionist was someone who was near and dear to my life, who made several attempts, who gave me permission many years ago to use the story of that person. And I'm doing my best to protect whether it's male or female. So please forgive my slowness in this, but I need to be clear. Um, I lived the life of being afraid that 
when I'd come home, I might find this person dead, mm. that I might find this person no longer alive. And for a while there, I was a very angry participant in that. And that is not, that's, when we know better, we do better, right? Right, I, right. I did the best I knew then, and I became now the person did not die by suicide. And let me let me just tell you, words are powerful. And so, when you say a person committed suicide, committed is a crime, and that's just another bias and stigma oh. on a person, right? We don't think about that sometimes. And so, I ask people to please put an X through committed. If someone that you know has passed on by suicide, who has died by suicide, let's rethink our language around that. And so I have become a suicide interventionist. I learned how to stay on what they call the dark side with people. And when I did, I learned of so many young people who were in the foster care system who had other behavioral health, big behaviors that would support them believing that they had no worth here. And so I learned how to look with people and stay with them on the dark side. And so my nugget for you is this, when people start to give away things that are important to them, when they start to make arrangements for their animals, when they give you their pride and joy, the shirt that they love, the picture on the wall, please ask them questions, watch them. Now, it's not our job to make sure that they don't die by suicide. It's our job to connect them to services. And so if you say to a person, are you thinking about suicide? You're not gonna make them think about suicide if they're not. What that does is make them feel that somebody is hearing them and why they wanna make a permanent decision for something that could be temporary. And then I call it rocking and rolling with that person. Now, if they have a plan or if they have attempted you need to call behavioral health. You need to have someone who is higher and knows more about this than we do. But if they're just having thoughts, if they're thinking that, they're, and they're giving away things and they're thinking um, and in a state of depression, you, you wanna do your best to rock and roll with them. So they may say to you, yeah, my, I'm no longer with my boyfriend or girlfriend. I don't, I got poor grades, nobody loves me. Sometimes we say to people, that's silly talking. Don't, don't talk like that. Don't say those things. Well, that really isn't helpful. And what would be helpful is to listen. And usually when you listen and let them say what's bothering them, they will come to a point where they will start talking about what's important to them. So they'll start talking about their cat or their dog or their friends or something that's important to them, how they like to cook. And so you have supported them through. And now it's time to make a plan with them on how to keep them safe 
and how to keep them alive. Mm. You said some very powerful things. Number one, do not say committed. That, like, I'm sure you saw that my expression yes. when you said that. I've never heard that, Deidre, but it makes so much sense. Yes. Wow. You also said, don't be afraid to ask them if they're thinking about taking their life. That's right. And I want people to hear that because I've been in those situations in my life where there's been somebody that, that that's been questioned. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the elephant in the corner that nobody wants to address. Yes. Nobody wants to say those words. Are you thinking of ending your life? Are you thinking of taking your life? Are you thinking of hurting yourself? And what you just said from a professional standpoint is giving liberty to loved ones and friends and coworkers to have that straight up conversation with somebody that is expressing behaviors. And, And that was the other part was the behaviors. You, you, you just shouted them right out at us. People giving away things, their favorite shirt, looking for a place for their favorite animal, um, different things like that to be aware of it and not to be afraid to talk to them about it. Deidre, do you find that talking to them about it it gets rid of that elephant in the corner? Like, do they come to a place where where maybe even if they don't right away say, yeah, I I actually am thinking about that, but will they begin to kind of uh, unfold or unpack all that, start to become transparent with the person who actually cares enough to not hide behind fear or to kind of about it, but to be straight up and honest and say, you're doing this and this, and I'm wondering if you're thinking these thoughts, what has been your opinion? And I shouldn't say opinion, your experience dealing with a person or people that are in that situation, when they're talked to straight up, being very forward, do they, do they get honest about it and talk about it? Or what do you do if they, if they say, no, I'm not, but you know that they are or if they look at you and they say, yes, I am. I know our audience is going, yeah, okay, so what do I do? <laughs> yes. So how can you coach us in this? And, and so I, I want to be real clear. Not everyone is going to ask for assistance and support. Some people are beyond asking, but the majority of the time when people are, and I'm telling you things that I have learned that have been studied, not just things that I've heard. These are studies that show that these are the facts around this. So what, to answer your question, yes, what we have found is, and the people that I have talked to, young, older, no matter what race, color, creed, it doesn't matter. They now know when you have said those words to them and they tell you, no, then you're going to lovingly say to them, I'm here if you want to talk. I'm here. And they will know that you are safe, that you are a safe place to be, that they can talk to you, 
that you will support them in getting the help that the, the assistance that they need That's to get so better, to heal, to see the value in their life. Again, and so when they say something like that to you and you're like, they're like, yep, I'm thinking about it. What do I do? And of course, inside you're going to say, oh God, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And that's when you breathe yourself and you say to them, okay, we're going to get through this together. First of all, I want you to make a plan with me. If they say to you, I have a plan, I'm going to use a knife. Then the first thing you want to talk with them about is, okay, we're going to remove the knives. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to keep you safe. And then we're going to call the person of your choice, your mental health provider your therapist, we're going to find someone who can support you through this. And I'm going to walk beside you all the way through this. And that's the way to get through it. It's not easy, but I believe I would prefer to rock and roll with that dark side than to know that the person is gone because I was unable to. And sometimes you feel like, Lord, this can't be placed on my plate right now, but it is. And you're not going to be given that type of assignment if you can't do it. It wouldn't come to you if you couldn't. It ain't easy. It is hard. Just know that you can do this. And let me tell you, I'm here. I'm willing to support. I have put on my Facebook page Every once in a while, hey, I'm here. I'm a suicide interventionist. And especially with what's going on in the world right now, sometimes people lose hope. And when we lose hope, it's those of us who haven't lost hope, who I believe need to breathe life into those that have. Speaking so much truth and so much hope at the same time. Like you, you made the statement earlier that it's not our responsibility to prevent them from ending their life, but it is our responsibility to notice things and to speak. And so while does that take like a huge burden off of somebody's shoulders, right? Like it's not my job uh, to to be responsible for their choices. We all are individually responsible. For our choices but you also said when you notice these things happening here are things you can do to intervene and help them and even to the point of saying do you have a plan can you discuss it with me hey we got to get the knives out of the house like that is so liberating for somebody to hear that because it could be their child it could be their best friend or it could be well, somebody in, in the middle of the road, like uh, we had a situation in our family where there was someone in the middle of the road literally wanting to end their life. And my, my husband was there to talk them down. Mm-hmm. And that was not a time where you could say, are you trying to take your life? I mean, it, that was obvious, right? Because they're, they're so in the moment and it's not rational in that moment right. and, it, and it seems so overwhelming that they would take a temporary situation and make it a permanent one like you said 
and and you gave such wisdom as to what a person should do to protect them like literally like my husband parked his car in the middle of the road at an angle so that nobody could hit that person you know that's like taking the knives away isn't it yes absolutely, exactly absolutely. What it is. And, and and saying you know I'm going to stand right here with you, which is what he said. And that person said, well, that makes me feel even worse because I don't want you to get hurt with me. And my husband said, well, I'm standing here with you. It would be really nice if we could together move over to the curb. And so, again, you're being there. Like, And I'm, I'm giving this as an example to what Deidre was saying, because now you're offering support to this person, right? And you're not judging them. You're like, you're, you're, this, this is your reality right now, but let, let's kind of, uh, I say, talk them down. And I mean, you know, like help them, help them settle into a calming place. But then there was the answers and the answer wasn't, okay, you're now calm down. I'm just going to get back in the vehicle, or I'm just going to give you your knives back. Now we are going to make some phone calls right. to not because you're a bad person. Not because you're a messed up person, because you need some help because you matter and you have a baton you need to carry that somebody's going to hand to you. And you took all of those and just laid them out, just poured them out like melted butter and made it so easy to follow. Oh my goodness, Deidre, that was amazing what you just downloaded on us. Now, a question that I have for you is if somebody is in a place where you, where they are communicating irrationally, they're not rational, they're you're being irrational and, and they're saying yes and like they won't talk to you or they're angry and you know what could be inevitably coming, what should what should I do if I'm in that situation with someone? What should I do? What should somebody watching here do that would be the first? Do they call 911? Um, what do they do? So first of all, again, I want to say, do not put yourself in harm's way. If you feel like you're in harm's way, you should protect yourself first. Mm -hmm. And then I would say to call the authorities and I would make sure that you explain exactly what's going on because not all officers, and I, I love um, those who serve and protect us. I have near and dear ones who served and protected us, but not every one of them has the skill to deal with a person who has some big behaviors, who are having a psychotic break, or other things are going on. And so you need to be very specific. This person has a knife, is mm -hmm. attempting to take their life. I have tried to talk with them. I am staying with them until you come. They are not, you know, whatever it is. Because you wanna make sure that everybody is safe and everybody is okay. And you wanna breathe, you wanna breathe, you wanna breathe. And if you don't feel comfortable doing any of this, the things that you can do is let the person know, I'm here for you. I'm here. I'm a safe place to talk. And we're going to figure this out together. I may not have all the answers. And you don't have to have all the answers. There's a whole community 
that can support and help us no matter where the person is. And so the answers that I give are so limited in, in comparison to the situations that you may have. Just know to connect, breathe, and do what you know is right. You will, the guidance will always come. See, I'm one of those. What do you think you're doing? Nope, that's not gonna happen today. Come on, baby, let's go. And that doesn't work with everybody, right? There are some people where you need to be still and be quiet and listen to them and not interject because that's what people need and want. And so I can do that too. Science is golden. And that gives you a minute to get your thoughts together with, dear Lord, help me here. Help, help, help. <laughs> no kidding. Yes. I love that to be silence is golden and don't be afraid of silence. I say that all the time, you know, be, don't be afraid of it. It means they're thinking right. in, in any situation when there's silence and you feel like it's cricket, cricket, you know, <laughs> but it is, there is a thinking and there's processing that is happening. I love that. You know, I, I, I have, if I have one second, I just wanted to share. Yeah, please. When, when, I, when I was training suicide intervention, several people who had attempted suicide came to the class and shared their stories. And it's remarkable, people who have tried to jump off of London Bridge and someone grabbed them and they couldn't. One lady was telling about um, attempting suicide by cutting her vein. And what happened with her was, she is forever in pain because of that, but she didn't die. Wow. And so there is more than you and me and the people who are listening to us today. There is more than us that are concerned about our friends and family. And so just know you're not alone. We can do this. We are not every person who is attempting. Some really are so distraught that they may die by suicide. And we can't take that responsibility on. But what we can do is be there for those who are ready to move and get some assistance and support. That is so beautiful and so liberating. Is there anything else that you think, mm, man, I wish I would have said this or I'd like to touch on that. Is there anything else with regards to suicide intervention? No, I hope I've been clear. I, I, I'm I, not sure that there's anything else, but you know, I'll think about it at midnight tonight and say, I should have said that. <laughs> well, we'll bring you back on then. <laughs> you can say it. I, I want to thank you for sharing all of that because you really unpacked that beautifully for us and laid just so many beautiful gemstones out and, and took a difficult conversation and made it easy and palatable to hear and listen to and be able to see ourselves navigating in that situation and 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 helping others and Deidre you are also uh, one of the a couple of the things that I want to mention that you do that you didn't mention and I'm just going to mention them is number one you are also part of the John Tellerico inner circle and what that means is John Tellerico is one of the top Bob Proctor consultants mm -hmm. and John calls himself a results coach Woo and he is my coach and he is Deidre's coach 
And I am one of the Inner Circle mem members as well, success mentors, mindset mentors, love the program, totally support John's vision. And recently, Deidre caught that same vision. And you know, not everybody catches it in, in that way. Like, I'm going to come in closer. I'm going to be part of that inner circle. But you did. And I just wanted to highlight that. And is there anything in regards to that that you would like to share? And then we'll finish talking about the Academy. Is there anything regarding John Tallarico, results coach, inner circle, thinking in the results that you're like, yeah, I would like to say this. Pamela, first, I have to say, you know, I am in your small group, but the, the audience doesn't know that. And my decisions about going into inner circle really had a lot to do with your leadership and guidance as well as John's. And I wanna thank you for believing in me and for seeing what I couldn't see in me some days. And that is the reason that I made that decision. But I also would be remiss if I didn't just go back and, and, and thank your family, your husband for his support of that young man who was trying to make a permanent decision when it was just a temporary issue. And so I am so grateful. You know, I, I have, I do this because I love what I do. And, and the inner circle and, and John and you are teaching me that I, I have some gifts and I don't talk about those, but then I am hiding who I am and not supporting others who might who I might pass the baton to, as we talked about. So that's why I am here, is so that I can serve, so that I won't die with my story in me. Now, I'm not looking to die real soon because I know my birth family has great genes on living long. So, so I'll be around a long time, but I want to make this time count. Yeah, oh, that's so beautiful. And you are making it count. You are making a huge difference and grown. Oh my gosh, have you grown and just your awareness mm -hmm. of everything, like just awareness of life, awareness of spirit, awareness of your gifts and your callings and stepping out in faith, taking those risks, being a, being a quality decision maker. And of course, all of those things that we learn we already know, but we really, we go from that knowing doing with, with the gap closes when you have a results coach. And then we begin to take on those teachings and, and help to pay them forward uh, in inner circle, which is a huge blessing. And you're, you are going to be so awesome in there. I'm so excited that you're going to be there. Woo! And I also want to highlight because we have had um, Mr. Ify McCoy, who we always say it's your boy, Ify McCoy, because that's what he says, right? And he is the, the head of and the founder and every other fun thing and awesome thing for Unscripted Voices, including now, dun, da, 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 Unscripted Voices Academy, which is an academy with a direction of building confidence and self-worth in, in the next generations of young people and also helping to equip them to be able to speak confidently about anything in life, whether it is a speech or it is just being able to stand up for what they believe in, right? 
And you are part of that academy coming in as a, a mentor slash kind of teacher um, and, and many other ways. So as we kind of wrap up today, I would love you to expound a little bit on why you got involved with Unscripted Voices Academy with IFE and what you're going to be doing for the program. And yeah, just kind of let's just brag on the school for a minute. Yes. You know, and I, I always tell Ify that I um I stalked him. I want when I saw the <laughs> unscripted kids and teens, I'm like, I gotta be a part of this. I want to be a part. And so I started messaging Ify. <laughs> he he it's like you're beating down my door. Yes, sir, I am. And I want to be a part of the team. It's just, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And so those of you in the audience who have youth, who you, they don't, they don't have to know how to speak to start. I have watched a young lady in my life. I have watched other people's children who stand taller, who sit taller when they start to speak on who they are or on the subject that they want to speak on. And so I am there because I want to do my part in imparting knowledge and supporting those, those youth who can use this program in order to help their self-esteem and their self-worth. So Pamela and I, will, we will be working together uh, on, on, on supporting youth and knowing who they are. Um, I'm looking at at a part in and making sure they know what their color is, if whether they're a helper, whether they're a doer, who they are. And we're looking at other activities that can support them in their speech and helping them to make sure that they have that self-esteem that will help them in society to be who you and I are, to be who the community that we work with and are for, that will be a integral part to healing our society and others. And that's why I'm there. I see the, the mass of this and I'm so excited to be a part. And if you wanna know more, please, please look us up, look us up, right? Absolutely. You said something so powerful, Deidre, and I can't just skate by it. I gotta circle back to it. You said that programs like, well, I'm paraphrasing what you said, programs like Unscripted Voices Academy will change the world. Mm, yes. I did that. Listen to those words, everybody. So getting your son or daughter or grandchild or whoever, the neighbor kid, you know, whatever, into a program that is going to, that is based on building confidence and equipping our young people to think for themselves and speak confidently, that will change the world. Tell you. It's going to change the world. And we have more information available at the end of the show for Unscripted, as well as how you can follow up with, uh, with Deidre and, and be involved in what she's doing or reach out to her for more wisdom and more information. Before we wrap up today, Deidre, is there anything else that you would like to make sure you get to say? 
I want to thank you for allowing me to be a part of your show and a part of your life. Thank you so very much. And I want to say to your audience, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And if I can support you in any way. Now, I'm not 24-7. I learned that from someone else who was a domestic violence victim who said, you know, you guys like to tell us you there. I'm always, call me anytime. I, I don't answer anytime. I do need my rest. I've learned about self-care as well, but I will get back. And I am so interested in ensuring that our community, and when I say community, it is our world, that we do more in healing and being safe and knowing who we are and standing taller. So join us. Join Pamela and I in this endeavor. Thank you. Beautiful. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Deidre. Thank you so much for being here today and giving us its wealth of knowledge. And I just also want to applaud you for taking an intense con conversation piece topic and opening it up and delivering it with such grace and making it so palatable to be able to listen to you and to receive what you're saying there i can't think of anybody else that i would have want that i would want to have here on this show to explain and talk about it the way because other than you because you did that with such integrity and with uh, just such respect for people and i appreciate that so thank you so much for being here today. You are a blessing to my life and to my family. My kids love you because you're one of their unscripted teachers. And so we're so grateful for you. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. And thank you everybody for tuning in to the Pamela Show where we what? We learn and we grow together. I hope that you feel that you learned something today and that you grew today because you did. So as always, I want to ask you to help us. Would you please help get Deidre's message out and share all these incredible things? All you need to do is tell somebody about the Pamela show. So we're asking for your help. Would you help us spread and share this message? And finally, remember, you have a purpose by design and not by default. So remember that. Go on out there, pass the baton, and be the salt and the light everywhere you go. Ascend Above the Crowd is the newest course by Pamela Hinkle. Ascend is a self email course that will come directly to your inbox and will change your mindset and your life. Each week, you will receive lessons, resources, challenges, and journal writings that will help you discover your purpose by design. It's your time to ascend above the crowd. To learn more about Ascend, go to www.purposewithpamela.com forward slash ascend.
Pamela Hinkle is the founder of The Purpose Center. Pamela is a mindset mentor, author, speaker, minister, and transformation coach. Her weekly podcast, international radio show, and television show are a lifeline that changes lives and inspires people to discover their individual potential through realizing their purpose by design. Pamela is a natural motivator and has shown many how to find their niche and transform their lives. Although success is an uphill battle, Pamela gives the necessary strategies to flourish, cheering you on every step of the way. Pamela shares from her personal experiences, education, and life as a woman in leadership, utilizing decades of knowledge, taking the approach of, let's have coffee and chat. She will awaken your dreams and purpose by design. Are you ready for Pamela to help guide you? Email us at purposewpamela.office at gmail.com or go to her website at purposewithpamela.com.